Hi there, this is Sophia Bryan and welcome to the Driven Woman podcast. I am so, so, so very happy that you have decided to spend some time with me. I'm so happy that you have decided to invest some of your precious time with me for us to have a little chat. Think of this as your escape or a space where you can just unpack some of the things that happen to you as a professional woman. And this is a place that you can come to, to kind of hear another perspective and to hear about how myself and the network of women that I've had the pleasure of meeting from all over the world, hear their stories and hear how they have overcome hurdles and obstacles to thrive in their spheres of influence. I'm so happy to have you here. So in order for someone to really have an appreciation of others, <laughs> right? For you to really have an appreciation of someone uh, and what they're about and their mission and, you know, what's the point of it all? It's really important for you to know their story. Uh, that's what I think. And so it is fitting, I believe, that this first episode of the Driven Woman podcast I take the opportunity to share with you a significant portion of my personal story and what has led me to this point where I decided that (laughs) I am going to expand my platform to podcasting. So here goes, (sighs) deep breath. Sips water, literally gonna sip some water right now. (laughs) I have sipped my water and so let's get into it. So if you are wondering where this lovely accent, you know, which country this lovely accent reminds you of, because it's clearly not American or British or or any one of those common places that podcasters typically are from. If you're wondering why it also sounds familiar, it's because I am Jamaican. And if you haven't been to Jamaica, I'm sure deep down you are dreaming of one day (laughs) visiting Jamaica. (laughs) And so yes, I'm Jamaican. And when I was three years old, but I wasn't quite three years old at the time, my biological mother passed on. She died under tragic circumstances. She was a higgler downtown in downtown Kingston. She was basically hustling, uh, literally in the heart of Kingston, Jamaica, um, you know, trying to put food on the table and she had an accident and shortly after she passed on 
And so I'm there two plus going on three, looking forward to starting basic school or preschool. And my younger brother, uh, who is just a year, <laughs> a year plus old, <clears throat> uh, still clueless about what's happening in the world and looking forward to, to embracing all that life has to offer and our mother dies and my older sister I have two sisters my older sister love my sisters my older sister uh, Denise she had her own baby at the time for some reason I'm so happy that she was given this <laughs> unimaginable amount of strength to actually uh, fend for us and my sister decided that look you know our mother is no longer here but I am going to be there for my child and my baby brother and my baby sister and you as you can imagine sharing this portion of my story um, it's only because i have shared it before publicly um you know why my voice is probably shaking right now <laughs> but i'm not crying okay so there has been a great amount of growth right there it's only because i've you know shared it before i'm able to share it now without crying but I still get that curdle in my stomach and that you know those heart palpitations because I'm sharing such a vulnerable portion of my life so she decided that look I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and we were growing up in inner city Kingston inner city uh, a community that unfortunately for a great deal of time was synonymous with crime and violence. Uh, fortunately, my sister had a lot of strength and even though she was so young, uh, she had so much wisdom and I held on to, to everyone, most, <laughs> most gems of wisdom, um, that she has passed on to me and my siblings. I grew up in an inner city, but I was always kind of like a bookworm. I always, you know, found refuge in books and I enjoyed reading and I was just fascinated with learning. And my sister, she was a reader. She enjoyed reading. She was always reading some book. And so I think I sort of patterned that from her, from her now that I'm thinking about it. And I just loved books. I loved reading and I would always perform well academically. I always found myself at the top of my class. And that was my ticket. <laughs> that was my way out i realized early on that performing well academically there were some benefits to be to be derived from that and i focused on my books so i was able to receive a scholarship to attend high school for all the years and i was 
able to receive scholarships to move on to university. So there's going to be a cut in the store because as we go on this journey together, there is more that I'll share. But what I'll say is that uh, I got really frustrated and I got really tired of seeing women in vulnerable circumstances and seeing women operating from the space of victimhood operating from the space of scarcity and of course um, at that time this is 16 17 I wasn't able to articulate it in the way that I am now but I knew I was upset I knew I was mad that uh, that the quality of life in my opinion it wasn't very high and I realized that I could make a difference, even though I was from such a humble background, you know, the belly of the inner city. I realized that if I served my community, then that would be my way of adding value. And, and of course, keeping myself out of trouble, of course, and developing myself as a young woman. And this frustration grew and I decided to start my women's empowerment organization in August of 2013, Women of Unlimited Worth. And grew from strength to strength, did some activities, did some projects, you know, based on the level of, uh, based on the level of vision I had, you know, as a young adult coming up. However, I would say in 2016, I sort of had an epiphany moment where I realized that I was not really living up to my full potential. And for some reason, I kept on reflecting on my story, my upbringing, you know, all the hurdles that I would have had to overcome, you know, the whole story of even completing my law degree and going on to law school, you know, which is an episode by itself. <laughs> I realized that I could not live my life without being one of those change agents that created the ecosystem of support that women need in order to thrive. And so I decided that I would stop, stop playing small. And that decision led to a series of activities, a series of opportunities, a series of uh, other decisions and uh, shattering um, even my own perceptions and my own blocks to be in this moment now. <laughs> Uh, 11.48 p.m. recording my first podcast episode on August 28th of 2019. So, who am I? So you've heard a little bit about my story, my background, and I guess it's fair for you to also know a little bit about my pro professional life so uh, here goes this is something I'll be I'll be speaking about in future episodes you know 
being comfortable speaking about accomplishments and uh, owning that, right? So in 2013, I had to take a break from my undergraduate program because I there was financial constraints. And I started doing business development consulting. And that involved offering uh, corporate support services to small businesses. So things like, you know, filing their annual returns, registering their businesses. And I did that for myself doing all types of odd jobs. (laughs) And that allowed me to survive. And I say survive because that's what I was doing. I was not thriving. Uh, I was not living up to my full potential. I was just doing enough to survive and to get by and to to be in a position to pay my own bills as a young adult and not having to, you know, depend on my sister. So that led me to that space where I was not in school led me to doing more work in the community development space. And... In 2016, so I kind of sort of took a break from that whole odd job vibe and started working at a firm. And then in 2016, I decided that, look, Sophia, you have so much, you know, you have so much knowledge, you have so much experience, you need to start doing more. And I realized that my voice needed to be bigger, needed to be louder. And so I said, okay, let me give this consulting or business development work another knack because I truly feel like I need to be helping people the first idea that came to mind I basically ran with it and so I started doing uh what I call financial planning 101 (laughs) and so the knowledge that I garnered in my undergrad in uh, my tax class classes interestingly that was one of my favorite courses taxation revenue law And so I started offering workshops around financial planning, you know, budgeting for the young entrepreneur and, you know, certain government government related regulations and how to prepare for them and that sort of thing. And I think I did pretty good. (laughs) I, but I, I was helping people, but I wasn't helping people in the way that I really wanted to at my core. And continued, continued, continued. And then I realized that, okay, um, I'm really passionate about women and I'm really passionate about creating that ecosystem for women to thrive. I decided to revamp my women's organization, Women of Unlimited Worth. And then I also decided that, look, if I am going to be this change agent, if I'm going to make this difference, I need to start pursuing opportunities for exposure and uh and opportunities to really make a difference and so i applied to serve jamaica as a youth ambassador and i am currently one of the six young professional men and women who are serving the country of jamaica as a youth ambassador and that or this role has allowed me to represent my country uh at important (laughs) meetings or functions on the world stage like for example the commonwealth heads of government meeting and the commonwealth youth forum 
and it has also allowed me to meet uh the royals that was quite an experience um they're pretty nice people in person um I, I don't think I was surprised but I was kind of surprised that they were so genuine and nice in person and it was one of those ah uh, moments for me I'm like okay I'm meeting the royals here <laughs> right so that was an amazing experience and it was I, I really appreciated that moment where I was rep- able to represent my country uh focusing more on helping people I did a lot of a lot of series of entrepreneurial development training programs that I developed myself and executed and uh you know I executed the curriculum in collaboration with other persons and all of those works allowed me to be a recipient of the Commonwealth Youth Award for Excellence in Development Work. Um, I'm a U.S. Department of State fellow, uh, fellow in their Community Solutions Program, and I was one of those extra people. I milked that opportunity, maybe not as much as I could have, but based on the exposure that I had and the awareness that I had, I think I made the most of it that I could at the time. And I was able to make a presentation at the DC City Council and um, go to a series of meetings on Capitol Hill, you know, last summer. Those were exciting times. (laughs) And I'm also a... um, a recipient of the Prime Minister's Youth Award for Excellence in Leadership. I have spoken for Parliamericas at their Gender Equality Summit this year. Uh, that was exciting. It was such an honor to be able to speak to parliamentarians and uh, heads of governments about the work that they can do to ensure that more women pursue leadership and, that, and, and to ensure that more women are treated fairly in the workspace. And to create an ecosystem where more women pursue entrepreneurship and where more young people pursue entrepreneurship. So that was exciting as well. So, yeah, that's, you know, the professional stuff. And I'm super passionate about public policy, foreign policy. I am super passionate about development and I'm super passionate about seeing more women thrive in leadership. Um... Uh, leadership coaching for women especially is something that I enjoy doing and I have an academy called Accelerator Leadership Academy so <laughs> I I'm not the first I wouldn't be the first to admit that I do do a quite quite a few things but all of them are connected so it doesn't feel as though I'm doing a lot of things anyhow thank you for <laughs> uh still being here and I'm going to now tell you what you can expect from this podcast. So this podcast, the Driven Woman podcast, it is going to share with you, you know, outside of, outside of what I would have shared in the first half of the, the session, uh, We're going to be speaking about uh, what can you do to break the glass ceiling of what's realistic for professional women. 
I'm going to be speaking about how you go about making massive impact and how to increase your influence. I'm going to be speaking about things related to leadership, of course. Um, and another passion of mine is going to come up addressing issues related to gender equality, of course. And you're going to be hearing stories. So I'm so happy that you decided to listen to this first episode. And I'm so happy that you have been intrigued. <laughs> um, I invite you to follow me on social media, Instagram, Driven Woman Podcast. Uh, I am Sophia Bryan, J.A. on Twitter, on Facebook, and I'm Sophia Bryan, J.M. on LinkedIn. I think I'm fairly easy to find. <laughs> so look out for some interviews. It's not only going to be me on here speaking. Uh, you can expect some interviews and you can expect to hear some really awesome conversations. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You can't imagine how excited I am to have you here. Subscribe so that you get access to an episode as soon as it drops share with your networks and if you've been so inspired i'd love for you to share a review or to share your feedback thank you so much and stay driven bye for now